0: Welcome to the Farming On Purpose podcast. Today's challenges in agriculture are new, but the grit and determination required to be successful have been handed down for generations. On the Farming On Purpose podcast, we preserve the ag heritage and traditions we built our identity on while pursuing the American dream of multi-generation farms that innovate for the future. Listen along as we share stories of how farmers and ranchers are building legacies, both in their business and their character, for the sake of those they'll pass the reins to. I'm your host, Lexi Wright, and I'm excited to talk with you about the financial, generational, and production challenges facing producers in the ag industry today. This podcast is brought to you by BackPocket Social Marketing. And yes, this is Lexi here. This podcast has been a real passion project for me. All the time that goes into interviewing guests, editing, and producing the show is sponsored by my freelance marketing agency. We specialize in website design, social media advertising, content creation and management, and email marketing. If you like to take a foundational approach to your marketing and figure out exactly what's working for you and what's not and really focus on efficiency, then you would be a great candidate to work with us. You can reach out and talk with us more at lexi at backpocketsocial.com. We would love to help you solve your marketing challenges. Welcome back to Farming on Purpose. Today I'm here with Marley Scarborough, and I'm so excited to talk to her because I've been following her on Instagram and love some of the things that you are bringing up, Marley, uh, topic-wise, just about your day-to-day life and how you're kind of approaching that. Um, I know we share a lot of shared interests in like productivity and time tracking and being super efficient. So I'm so glad you agreed to come chat with me today. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to our guests today? Yeah. So I'm a fifth
1: generation rancher. I live in uh, West River, South Dakota. Um, I live on the family ranch with my dad and my two brothers. And um, I say I'm a rancher and talk about the cattle mostly, but we do have crops too. It's just more interested in the cattle. So, um, and then on the side, I have been sharing on Instagram just about daily life on the ranch. And so haven't gotten too far into that, but just trying to kind of show people what we do every day. So,
0: yeah. What got you started, um, sharing more of what you guys do there? Um, I've always
1: kind of, for a while now I've, I really like writing and just sharing my thoughts that way. And so I had a blog for a while and had kind of quit doing that, but, um, just kind of was feeling like there's just so much disconnect between consumers and just knowing what we do on the ranch every day, what it really looks like to raise cattle. And so it's just, it's pretty easy to just pick up your phone when you're out there doing stuff and just start taking pictures and videos and just kind of explain a little bit of what actually goes on day-to-day
0: life on the ranch. For sure. Well, advocacy is so important because we, I mean, it's becoming more and more apparent. I feel like with social media, just how removed mm-hmm. so many people are from that production agriculture experience, whether, you know, it was generations ago on their family or just they personally have never been part of that or been around it. Um so what is your day to day? I know you said you guys do crops and cattle. What's your day to day stuff look like for you on the farm? Like what's your day to day role? Yeah.
1: Well, it definitely varies by season. So right now actually, um we're kind of in a routine where my dad feeds cows every morning and I actually um will kind of do some office work at that point and then um I help out with the boys a lot just grazing them. And so I'm in the house a little more doing that. Um, and then I'll get out and do some of the feeding later in the day, um, do that kind of thing. I would say in the summer when we're busier, we kind of divide things up more evenly where I'm out checking cows and stuff. And then when we are harvesting and busy in the field, I'm part of that too. So yeah, definitely varies by season and it all just flexes depending on what we're doing every day.
0: Yeah. Have you guys always been a diversified operation or has that been something that's kind of grown over time or what's that looked like for you?
1: Yeah, I think we've always been pretty much about half and half cattle and crops. Um I remember growing up I was like I hate sitting in a tractor. Why do we have to have crops? Why can't we just have cows? And as I've gotten older I've obviously realized a little bit more about why it's important to have both, but yeah, still love the cows.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it sounds like you take on um, some of the, like, like you've mentioned office work. Did Mm -hmm. that become your role just out of like necessity or because you were good at it or you wanted to do it or how did that happen?
1: Yeah. So actually the unique thing about our situation is my mom actually passed away unexpectedly, about a year ago. Um, And so that was really her thing was the book work a -hmm. lot. Um, and so I've taken over that in the past year. Um, and that is something that I would like to see down the road, maybe figure out some ways to maybe outsource that a little bit, but so far it's just kind of been me learning the ropes and I just really want to figure out how to make it all work.
0: Mhm, it's a big that. responsibility, and especially mm-hmm. when it's kind of lands in your lap, mm-hmm. um, type circumstances that you didn't necessarily intend to take on that role, but here it is. Um, yeah, that's hard to, to figure out, kind of how to balance that. I'm glad you. It sounds like you are working through it, though.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been a good learning experience. Just yeah. you know, I always kind of knew in my head, you know, what the income and expenses look like, but I'd never like sat down on a weekly basis and was seeing exactly all the things that are coming in and out and
0: mm-hmm. just
1: getting my head around that better has been a good learning experience.
0: Yeah, that's good. Knowing the numbers of the operation, I feel like when I started paying more attention to that for us, and we're a, we're like, we're small. Um, so I'm sure it's like, much more for a a larger operation like you guys but it just I feel like I have so much more clarity about the day-to-day things and how that adds up over time to like equal the bigger part the bigger picture right
1: right yeah and I have lately just in this little bit of the time management thing that we talked about but um just trying to figure out where we can change things to manage my time better. And it feels like this bookwork thing should be something I should be able to pass off and outsource. But it also feels like you lose a little bit of control that way too. And being able to be in those numbers every day and really seeing, seeing what's going on. So there's give and take there.
0: True. And a big amount of trust too. I'm like, yeah, I trust you other person that we're inviting to do this to tell yes. me there's something wrong. Yes, <laughs> fixed. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, um so you came back to the ranch. Sorry, I said farm earlier. I know like yeah. that is yeah. a, um, location based thing for me. I call everything a farm. But um so you came back, what uh, what did that kind of process look like for you?
1: Yeah, so I actually like right away out of high school, I just started working on the ranch. I didn't go to college or anything. Um, and then it was a couple of years later. Um, I just kind of wanted to try something different. So I moved to Rapid City, which one of the two biggest cities in South Dakota. So it was kind of just getting away to the city for a little bit, I guess, but, um, just to live somewhere else and do something else for a little while. I kind of, kind of had in the back of my mind, I might do something with writing or something like that. Or I just, I really, when I left, had no idea what was going to happen. I just needed to kind of get away enough to figure it out. And so after about a few months of that, I kind of started to realize that, um, I just, I didn't dislike living in the city and that I just, was never going to love it quite as much as the ranch. And um, there also, there weren't some of the frustrations. It was just kind of middle of the road. Um, But the ranch is definitely where my passion is. And so um, I ended up, I did stay for a year just to like make myself like, say I'd done it for a year, but um, then I ended up coming back in, let's see, it was the fall of, 2019 so it was kind of interesting timing because I was just kind of starting to figure things out here and then obviously COVID hit and everything kind of changed and I was kind of stuck here for a little while and um so yeah but I bought some cows of my own that spring and then just ever since I've just kind of been working in more so very cool
0: Well, and I, that's such a cool experience that you did that. Um, that takes like, Oh, in my mind, I like imagining myself making a decision like that. I'm like, that's a big decision to step away <laughs> and to have those conversations with your family that like, no, I need to go try this for myself and just see what I discover type mm-hmm. of a yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So when you came back after like straight from high school, What did that decision process look like? Did you always know or was that always the plan or what what did that kind of look like?
1: Um, I just kind of I was homeschooled through high school, so I was always here working Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, And then actually just a couple months after I graduated from high school, we had had a hired hand that had been here for about six years. And he actually quit just a few months after I graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a natural transition for me to be able to take on more responsibility. So yeah. I don't know that there was a whole lot of thought that went into that. I just knew that college wasn't the direction I wanted to go. And so I just kind of, I think during that time I was just like, well, I'm here until I figure out something else. And so it was just kind of, kind of where it naturally went after high school.
0: Yeah. It sounds like God's timing with the yes. situation. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Very good. So when you um kind of I guess it's kind of more of a seamless transition. You were probably helping out a lot in different roles throughout high school being home and then mm-hmm. kind of just continuing on instead of stepping into a lot of new roles. Were there anything that anything that changed when you kind of took a bigger role after high school?
1: Um I don't know that there was a whole lot. I'm, now that I'm having to think about it, I'm realizing how long ago that was. Right. Um, <laughs> time flies. <laughs> yes. Um, I think there were some things like I had never driven truck up until that point. I remember learning to do that that summer. And um, just definitely having to be more available, I mean, with there being one less person around just during calving and stuff was harder to leave, stuff like that.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you kind of had a transitioning role or a role that's changed over time. And especially it sounds like when you, when your mom passed away and you kind of took more of that on, what have you learned going through those different seasons or what have those seasons looked like for you and kind of, just how you felt about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. There's just been so many opportunities for learning in this season. Um, and just, especially with the family dynamic, um, my brothers are 17 and nine. So oh, that's, yes. Yeah, so, um,
0: there's a lot of figuring things out with that too. Um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, a- so, I didn't realize that. I assumed that they were older. I don't know why I assumed <laughs> that, but yeah, that's well, kind of unusual. Cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. But yeah. So there's, I think just on the family side and figuring out the time where we spend our time is probably has been a bigger thing than the ranch. Um, cause I mean, my mom loved the cattle and was outside quite a bit, but, um, she didn't have a ton of stuff in the outside work that was really like her responsibility. So that really, we kind of divide things up the same between my dad and I and our roles. So it's really been more of the, the house stuff, the book work and doing stuff with the boys that we've had to figure out. There, there have been more opportunities, I think where we just have to have them go along, especially the younger one that doesn't always want to go out and do stuff and isn't always helpful (laughs) out there doing stuff, but have had to just bring him along and have him experience that too, which I think long-term is really good for him, even if he doesn't always enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I was watching um, a live video on social media yesterday. Somebody was talking about exactly that of like figuring out how to balance when you bring kids along versus when you're like, okay, you can stay in the house and, Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's so, cause it, there's so many factors to that of like, okay, I know I'm going to be less efficient with them tagging along. They're not necessarily going to help. They don't want to be there all the time. It's, but like long-term benefits 30 years down the road, like that's probably something that they're going to look back and appreciate that you did. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's yeah. one of those like mind game things, I think well and every kid is different because
1: i don't ever remember not wanting to go along Mm -hmm. and be outside i that was just always what i wanted to do and so obviously with my brothers like if that long term isn't what they want to do and isn't the life they want we shouldn't push them into that but also you know you can't just let them sit in the house and never try it and never get out there either
0: right so there's that balance too yeah my kids are kind of similar. Um, I've got two girls and two boys and one of my girls, she will go along every single time. If you don't let her go along, she is going to be upset. <laughs> and then yep. I've got my oldest son who he, he enjoys going along, but you have to make him go. And then he go, uh-huh. he enjoys it once he's out there, but it's like a little bit of a conversation. Yes. <laughs> you know you're going to like it. Once you get there, you just have to get up off the couch and let's go. Yes. <laughs> but yeah it's so um that's quite a a, something that I've struggled with a lot I guess being more involved on the home and family side versus the farm and ranch side and it sounds like you've kind of experienced a little bit of that like figuring out that balance too where you enjoy the going outside and being involved on the ranch side but that's not your own the only role you fill what's that kind of um, how have you approached that?
1: Yeah. Um, well, it is definitely different because I'm not the mom where I'm Mm -hmm. necessarily feeling like it's always my role. And so that definitely looks different for my dad and I figuring that out. Um, Mm -hmm. so he's definitely spent a lot more time in the house too. Um, but yeah, I think, um, especially when it's like book work, I've I've realized, I think how much there is that is business and ranch related that is still inside sitting at the computer type stuff. And, um, kind of having that mindset that even though this isn't exactly the thing I love doing, it's a very necessary thing Mm -hmm. to supporting that lifestyle and doing that. So, so that's definitely part of that mindset
0: yeah yeah for sure and all i'm sure it's different that like they're they're your brothers they're not your kids Mm -hmm. but you still feel a lot of that responsibility of like you talked about of like encouraging them to go participate too and Mm -hmm. yeah it's just there's so many roles that matter that are not directly related to the feeding the cows or driving the truck. And I feel like it's sometimes hard to recognize that. And I get a little bit of a negative mindset about it, um, which I know you focus a lot on like keeping a very positive and centered mindset. What are some things that you do to focus on that in your day-to-day life?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely would say that um, my faith and my relationship with Christ is just the most important thing. And so, um, I just, I would say I start every day just with my morning routine is just, I kind of journal for a while and then I'll have my Bible time and just try to really get my mind focused right off the bat in the day. And Obviously that doesn't always happen perfectly, but, um, that's definitely where I try to focus and, um, just, you know, just generally, being positive isn't always sustainable because life is hard and things happen that aren't positive. but um, having that hope and that faith in Christ is, I think better than just you know trying to see the good because that's just rock solid and just God is always good, regardless of life circumstances. So that's definitely definitely where I would say I go for that mindset.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a very powerful tool that you've been able to and and to be able to do that and make it part of your daily routine. I think that's um, really powerful because I like I am also a, a faith centered person, but making it part of my daily routine is something that I could use some growth in that area. And I think I would probably recognize that in my mindset as well. So I definitely, I have the advantage
1: that, um, I have my own house. So it's, you know, just in the yard, we have two houses. And so I'm not very far away from my family, but I do have that time in the morning where I'm just alone in my house and can do that without interruptions. So that's
0: definitely, definitely an advantage that everybody has. Yes, Yes. that is important. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Well, I'm looking at my list of questions and I'm just really excited to talk about task efficiency, honestly, (laughs) and productivity. Um, But before we move on to that, I guess the thing I want to talk about a little bit regarding family still is just how you guys focus on making the family dynamic that you have work for you and kind of what that process of getting closer and closer to an ideal situation because I don't think anybody who's in a farm family would say they've got an ideal situation figured out yet but what's that look like and that process going um been like for you guys
1: I think a lot of it is just kind of day by day figuring stuff out um there's not a whole lot of times where we like sit down and really talk about it and discuss it a lot of it is just like here's what we're doing today and that's probably something that we could work on Mm -hmm. but um but there's there's you know the figuring out the roles and the logistics and then there's just figuring out even kind of from a structuring and financial side how to make it work too just um you know we've talked about like whether we should do a partnership or what, how to do, like start planning for land transition and stuff like that. And so that starts getting into another whole can of worms. That's all can be so complicated. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and we've got my dad's mom and siblings still are involved in owning some of the land. And so we've kind of been having some discussions about that and working on those transitions so definitely something that we're in discussion about but don't know well, if we have probably, anything figured out
0: yeah at least the discussions are happening i feel like that's the mm-hmm. most important part with transition is like if if you're willing to discuss it at least then hopefully you make some progress if you're not mm-hmm. it's like the family's not willing to discuss it Oh, my gosh. It just yes. goes south real quick.
1: <laughs> yes. And we are very blessed to have extended family that wants to see the ranch succeed and wants to have these discussions. But it all just when you start bringing in taxes and mm. we've got several different land partnerships that all have different letters after their name. And I don't know what they all mean. And it <laughs> just all gets really complex. Mm
0: hmm. Wow, yeah, I feel like the more generations are involved, the more complex the business setup like the structure of it gets and that's just so much to work through. Are you guys working through it like with a like a financial advisor or are you just kind of sorting through it and discussing as you go? Uh right now we're just kind of
1: discussing, haven't quite gotten to like bringing someone else in yet, but I mean, we had our tax appointment with the accountant the other day and kind of brought up a few of the things we need to talk about. But um, yeah, just, it's
0: it's hard to take that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing some of your story of like, just how your family and your situation works. I think the more that we talk about what it looks like for other people, the more we kind of come to grips with our own situations and what's, you know, like what's normal for us may not be normal for everyone. And here's other ideas that we could try. So thank you so that much. Is for
1: on that. Yeah, that is something I've definitely learned since being on Instagram and interacting with other people in ag all over the country is just how different every operation is. And so, yeah, I think it's really cool that you have this platform where we can just learn from each other. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I love to hear people's stories. Well, yeah. okay. Let's get to the fun part and talk about <laughs> some of this efficiency stuff. So I personally am like completely obsessed with this. I love um, any anytime, anytime someone wants to talk about like how they schedule their day or how they've um, figured out like habits that, that work really well for them. For me, I am a like a very routine based person. And so I know that that for me is a trick to getting things done. It's like, I have to make a routine around it. If I don't, it's just going to be like this thing that constantly throws my day off and I stress about, and then I get a terrible mindset about. So (laughs) I'd love to hear some things that you have that have worked for you and kind of what, how you've implemented them.
1: Yeah. So I guess I kind of go back and forth on what things I use. I probably have a bad habit of just wanting to read all the productivity advice and try to implement it all. And not everything works for me, but, um, generally just on a day to day, I just have notes on my phone, just on my notes app. I know there's so many different programs that people use and those all just kind of overwhelm me. So I actually have a different note for each day of the week and I'll just go through and add whatever I can think of that I need to do that day, whether it's like a task I need to do, or if it's something that's happening that I need to remember, I just put it all in that one note. And it's really simple. And I just go back to that throughout the day, just whenever I have time. Um, And I just kind of split it up by if there's things I need to do in the house, or if there's things I need to do outside, I'll kind of just put it in different sections on that note. But mm, yeah. that's kind of day to day generally what it looks like. Um and then I'll kind of I try to, I don't get this done every week, but um like on Sunday I'll try to sit down with an actual piece of paper because that's how my brain works. I need like the physical writing it out um, and just kind of brainstorm everything that's happening that week and everything I would like to get done, everything that really needs to get done and just kind of get it all out there and see that. So,
0: yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that I do use my phone a lot, like just a, um, I use Google keep for like to-do lists and that kind of stuff too. Kind of similar um, but I like the idea of separating it by day because I do sometimes mm-hmm. get distracted by things that I'm like supposed to do later in the week, but I really want to do them. So it's like, mm-hmm. hmm, I could just do that now. These things that are on my list right now are less fun. Let's not do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
1: yeah, I really like that because if I think of something that I need to do the next day that I go to town, then I can just go put that on the day that. I know I'm going to town next or if it's kind of late in the day and I think of something it's like, well, I don't have time to do that today, but I'll put it on tomorrow's list. Yeah. So it helps me separate it out like that.
0: Yeah. And you said you mainly like group things by where they need done, like outside versus inside or in town. Um, Mm -hmm. What other how else do you kind of figure out like what is the highest priority for a specific time or day?
1: Um, so lately I've actually been, um, t- tracking my time lately. It's like, mm-hmm. I started like mid January, actually just kind of started doing it on a whim, just on a piece of paper, but, um, kind of dividing in, things into categories of either like work related or, um, something that has to do with other people like relationships, uh, or just things that are kind of like, I don't know if self care is the right word, but just kind of maintenance—just things like eating and doing my morning routine. And
0: um, sometimes we have to schedule lunch into the day, right? Yes. Yeah. Make sure but you do it's that. Actually,
1: Yeah, it's actually been really interesting, just kind of tracking as I go and just seeing how much time I'm spending on each of those categories. Because sometimes I can be busy all day and feel like I'm being really productive, but you don't notice how much time it takes just to make lunch and you know do your evening routine. Like if you shower and stuff, just how much of your time that is taking. So I don't know if I've, it's, like I said, I've only been doing this for a few weeks. I don't know if I've figured out like what to do with that information, but it's been kind of interesting to see where my time is going that I didn't necessarily notice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just I, dividing it in to those three categories kind of
0: yeah which that's I love um that concept of dividing it into categories kind of based on like your priorities or it sounds like mm-hmm. like you know what's important or maybe what's lacking in your life that you want to make sure you get more of um I love doing time tracking, like you said, and like auditing my routines of like, okay, why am I spending time doing this every day? Like, does it actually serve me or does it actually provide value in my life? Or am I just doing it because that's a routine that I've always done. And for me, that's, I feel like just recognizing my routines and starting to create new ones has been really valuable, but also really stressful for me because like i said i am a very routine oriented person so trying to Mm -hmm. start new ones is like overwhelming but that needs to be done i feel like if we want to get closer to our goals
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and i've tried time tracking before, and i've never really been able to get into it i think i've tried doing too many categories and spending too much time kind of stressing about what category should this go in And so with just having the three categories, it kind of, it means that if I spend half an hour looking at my phone, like I put that in kind of the self category, even though that's not necessarily a positive thing, it's like, you have to be honest about, that's how you're spending your time, so. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast this morning um, and she was doing it, a similar concept of like, where she groups her time based on her priorities and she was doing it like you know how some people pick their word for the year Mm -hmm. she picked three words and then everything that she was doing had to somehow fit into one of those three words and hers were like um, peace, productivity, and profit, I think. So like every task that she was doing either had to line up to one of those things directly, or had to, in some way, like push her closer to benefiting one of those three things. I thought that was a really cool way to look at it. That is cool. Yeah. Well, any other productivity or task related tips you want to share with us? Um,
1: I don't know. I'm reading, uh, Atomic Habits right now by James Clear, which I've heard recommended so many times, and so I'm learning a lot from that just about habits and how important it is to have those routines and those things that you just do every single day, and just have that built into your day to just do things regularly. Which is hard sometimes because sometimes when I think about all the things that i would like to be a habit it's like oh that would take the whole day if i did all of those but
0: (laughs) so you do have to pick and choose but that is my struggle too of figuring out like i i have so many goals i want to meet but i they like they will not fit realistically Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen so i have to pick which ones are important right now and oh so hard so hard (laughs) but the atomic habits book i love how it talks about like the psychology behind it um and it's like oh really is it is my brain that simple that that's what it is <laughs> yes yes it is unfortunately yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah um well the other thing i want or the last kind of piece of that that i wanted to tie back in with the like productivity and task efficiency is how that relates to profitability on your business, in your business. Um, and we kind of talked about knowing your numbers at the beginning. Have you been able to tie any of those things together or is there anything you're tracking in terms of like your business and how those tasks line up with profitability for you guys?
1: That is is a little bit of how I, why I kind of started doing the time tracking thing. Um, it's just thinking along those lines. So, um, I I just wanted to have some idea of how much of my time is spent on things that actually are profitable um, and are work related, Um, whether that's like actual ranch work or book work, or even just, I would say, learning new things and doing kind of continuing education things. I've been trying to kind of group all of that in there just so I can see how much time I am putting towards those things. Um, And it's actually been kind of surprising. I spend a lot less time on that than I thought. Um, I think just being self-employed and being at home all the time, it's sometimes hard to draw the line between all the different things you're doing, which things are actually part of your, Business and work, and which things are just, you know, things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really interesting seeing that I do spend less time on things that are probably going to be profitable than I would have said a month ago if you had just asked me. And so haven't quite figured out how to use that information yet. But, and it is a difficult time of year because there's just not so much outside that needs to be done. And right. so,
0: A lot of that isn't thing, Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of have though, because I think like you're totally right with the perception versus reality of like, especially if it's a task that I don't particularly enjoy. I'm like, oh my gosh, this takes so long and I'm spending so much mm -hmm. time on it. And when reality is like, maybe that's not actually the case.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's definitely a mindset shift I've been working on is to just be asking that question about every task. Like, is this actually contributing to the overall profitability of the ranch or
0: even just of what i'm doing Mm -hmm. so yeah well i think that's a very important question to ask ourselves so so cool Mm -hmm. that you're diving into it and willing to share your journey on it with us and on instagram um (laughs) speaking of instagram do you want to let people know where they can find you at
1: Yeah. So my Instagram handle is just my name, Marley Scarborough, M-A-R-L-I. Nobody knows how to spell that, but (laughs) yeah. So pretty much only on Instagram right now, working on some other things, but if you want to keep up with what I'm doing, that's, that's where you can find me.
0: Yeah, and I love. I really enjoy your content that you post and share your day to day stuff with us. So I'll make sure to link to your Instagram in the show notes. Um, and then I have one final question for you. Um, and that is what I try to ask all my guests. What is your favorite um, tradition or thing that you would like to make sure lives on in your ranch farm and ranch legacy?
1: Yeah, Um The one thing that comes to mind is I feel like we've always been very just open with our land. We've always had a lot of hunters that come. We've never done any paid hunting, but we just have a lot of either friends that come hunting or people that came hunting, like just kind of through a mutual friend or something came hunting one time and then now they are friends Um, or just people we actually had. Um, some people from South Korea, like just a few weeks ago that visited oh, wow. because their daughter's working in town here and they had come to visit her and we met them. And so they ended up coming out and touring. So um, just being able to kind of bring people and just see the land and be able to experience that because it's just so beautiful and such a blessing to just have that opportunity to be outside and be in nature. And so I like how we've been able to share that over the years.
0: That's beautiful. You're able to share that with people. Um, is that something that you guys have just always done? Or is it like a big priority for you guys to share that with other people? Or how did that come about?
1: Um. Yeah, I feel like it's always like, even my dad talks about when he was little, like people coming would come from different places to hunt and stuff. So I feel like it's just always kind of been a thing. Oh
0: cool. Um, yeah. The special thing to be able to share with other people cuz mm-hmm. I I find myself often forgetting like that not everyone has a place to go to just be right. in nature or has the opportunity to like be out of town and have mm-hmm. that resource. So that's really cool. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us today, Marley. Um, Look forward to continuing to follow along with your journey. Thank you. Do you know someone building their ag legacy or with stories of yesteryear on the farm that need to be shared? Please let us know or help them apply to be a guest on the show at farmingonpurpose.com slash guest. If you've enjoyed spending time with us today, please take a moment to review the show on Apple Podcasts or give us a share on social media. You can follow the host of Farming on Purpose, Lexi, at at Purpose on all social media and let us know what topics you want to hear more about.